Welcome to On The Way, where we walk through scripture in episodes that are short enough that you can listen to them on the way to your destination and deep enough to help you on the way to becoming who God created you to be. We are being sanctified. We've not yet reached perfection. We are not yet in heaven, but we are on the way. Welcome to episode 17 of On The Way. This is our ninth episode in the book of Hebrews. Today we are in Hebrews chapter 9. So this chapter continues to contrast the Old Covenant or the Mosaic Covenant with the New Covenant, the Christian Covenant. And this chapter begins with a reminder of what worship in the Old Covenant was like. So the first five verses are an awesome summary of the sacrificial system in the temple. Specifically, it talks about the Holy of Holies. I don't really even need to summarize it for you because it in and of itself is a summary. So here we go, Hebrews 9. The first covenant between God and Israel had regulations for worship and a place of worship here on earth. So let me stop here for a minute. First, let's remind ourselves what a covenant is. It's like a relational contract. It's what happens when two people go into business together. They agree to hold up their end of the bargain. And it's how God has chosen to live in relationship with men throughout history. We see it all through scripture. The problem is that men keep breaking the contracts. We never can hold up our end of the deal. That's why Jesus had to come and establish a new covenant that didn't really require us to do anything. So let's look back at the old covenant. Bible scholars often like to point out that the Abrahamic covenant and the Mosaic covenant are different covenants. They distinguish between the covenant that God made with Abraham to make him a great nation and the covenant that God made with Moses with all the laws and ceremonies. It was the covenant that God made with Moses that brought them the the temple and the tabernacle and the Jewish sacrificial system. The Mosaic covenant is the covenant that gave us all the laws, the ceremonies, and holidays. But the author of Hebrews doesn't really agree with that distinction. In verse 1, he calls the Mosaic Covenant the first covenant. How can that be if it's a different covenant than the Abrahamic Covenant? The Abrahamic Covenant was established first. It came first in time. So how does the author of Hebrews call the Mosaic Covenant the first covenant? And I think this is important. The author of Hebrews appears to see the Mosaic Covenant not as a separate covenant than the Abrahamic Covenant, but as an extension of the Abrahamic Covenant, a continuation of the Abrahamic Covenant. The reason we talk about two covenants, the Old and the New, is because the Mosaic Covenant is linked to the Abrahamic Covenant, and it's actually linked to other covenants too, but not to the New Covenant. You could also say that God made a covenant with other people in the Old Testament, like Noah and King David. But it appears that all those were part of the Old Covenant. And Jesus is the fulfillment of all those covenants. Jesus is from the family of Abraham, and he's going to bring blessings, the blessings of the Abrahamic family, to the whole world. So he fulfills the Abrahamic Covenant. He's the only perfect man who is able to obey the law of Moses and his covenant. And Jesus is the king of kings in the line of David, so he can fulfill David's covenant too. He he fulfills them all. It's all part of one big fulfilled covenant, the old covenant. Okay, let's continue in verse 2. There were two rooms in that tabernacle. In the first room were a lampstand, a table, and sacred loaves of bread on the table. This room was called the Holy of Holies. Then there was a curtain, and behind the curtain was the second room called the Most Holy Place. 
The emphasis here in verse 3 is the division between these special worshipers and everyone else. There's a curtain between the two worshiping places, and only certain people could go into the Holy of Holies. Well, what happened when Jesus died? The curtain ripped. God was removing the barrier, and the Mosaic Covenant doesn't work if there's no division, if the curtain is torn. Apparently, the Jews fixed the curtain after it ripped, but their patchwork didn't last long because a few years later, God allowed the Romans to completely destroy the temple. You can't follow the old covenant without the temple. And God made sure it ended. Verse 4. In that room were a gold incense altar and a wooden chest called the Ark of the Covenant, which was covered with gold on all sides. Inside the ark were a gold jar containing manna, Aaron's staff that sprouted leaves, and the stone tablets of the covenant. Above the ark were the cherubim of divine glory, whose wings stretched out over the ark's cover, the place of atonement. But we cannot explain these things in detail now. I love those five verses. It's, it's like a cheat sheet for remembering the layout of the temple. Then verse 6 starts talking about what happened in those rooms. Verse 6. When these things were all in place, the priests regularly entered the first room as they performed their religious duties. But only the high priest ever entered the most holy place, and only once a year. And he always offered blood for his own sins and for the sins the people had committed in ignorance. By these regulations, the Holy Spirit revealed that the, the entrance to the most holy place was not freely open as long as the tabernacle and the system it represented were still in use. So the most holy people, who, who weren't actually that holy at all, could go into the most holy place, but even they could only go in once a year. If you've ever thought for a second that you'd like to go back to the day when God did the cool miracles and spoke through the prophets in the Old Testament, think again. God's speaking more today and performing more miracles today than he ever did back then. They had this patchwork system that was really just created to teach us why the new system is so great. Why would anyone want to go back? And you may think that no one does, but most people I think do. Most Christians believe that Jesus isn't going to return until the temple is rebuilt, until the old animal sacrificial system is reinstated, and then the temple is destroyed again. That's what Left Behind Theology teaches. I say no way. I'm no member of PETA, but I think it's a terrible idea to go back and pointlessly kill all those animals. Today the Jews are prepared to resume temple sacrifice as soon as they can. They've rebuilt the temple items. And as soon as they can get control from the Islamic people, they're ready to go rebuild and resume daily sacrifices. And the, the systems of the Old Covenant, I think they're important for us to understand because the next section is going to use this system as an illustration of the new system. Verse 9 says, This is an illustration pointing to the present time. That word illustration in the Greek is the same word that we get the word parable from. The old system is a story, and Jesus is the climactic ending. Jesus is the big reveal at the end, the surprise ending. Continuing on, For the gifts and sacrifices that the priests offer are not able to cleanse the consciousness of the people who bring them. For the old system deals only with food and drink and various cleansing ceremonies, physical regulations that were in effect only until a better system could be established. He says, only until a better system could be established. 
Well, that better system is here. It has been established, and we are blessed to live in it. It was God's plan all along. If you want to get a message from God and the Old Covenant, you're going to have to talk to a mediator. You're going to have to talk to a priest or a prophet, and maybe he'll convey the message from God if his own selfishness doesn't get in the way or he doesn't forget. Maybe when he goes into the Holy of Holies once a year, he may just happen to hear something for you specifically. But nobody approaches God. You just can't get there. God's too holy, and you're too sinful. Well, not anymore. We have a new mediator, and it's Jesus Christ. He makes us holy, and the Holy Spirit isn't a temple or a tent. He now lives in us. Thank you, Lord. We'll talk more about that later. So that's the first part of Hebrews chapter 9. Next week, we'll finish the chapter. If you're getting together with a group to discuss this episode, we've included some discussion questions in the show notes. And if you have time, spend a few moments in prayer before your gathering. Ask God to use these passages to form you into the person he created you to be. Thank you for joining me for this episode of On the Way. Here are the discussion questions for this episode. Number one, God's covenant with Noah, with Abraham, and with Moses— and with David, were examples of God making relational promises and commitments to men. List some covenants that you've made with people in your life. Some examples would be mortgages, marriages, business deals, user agreements, employment contracts, driver's license, prenuptial agreements, and things like that. Number two, Hebrews 9 describes a very bloody Jewish sacrificial system of killing animals for temporary forgiveness of human sins. Are you comfortable with the fact that it was established by God? Number three, how would you react if the Jews resumed animal sacrifice in the Jerusalem temple today? Number four, Jesus is the mediator between God and man. Because of his sacrifice, we can enter the Holy of Holies continually. Talk about your habits of regularly meeting with God. 